0: In the words of my good friend Joey Tribbiani from Friends Fame, whoa, 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 which data? New research coming out on whether to leave the flagstick in or take it out when we are putting. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast. Appreciate you being here. I want to say thank you for all the comments, those that have reached out via email and Facebook Messenger. Thank you very much. I appreciate all comments, whether you agree with me, disagree with me it's a great conversation and which is going to happen right cuz we are just passionate about golf thanks for your comments i appreciate it a lot of good stuff coming up because of those comments but one thing that kind of jumped to the front of the line is there's some new research out about whether to leave the flag stick in or out and i have come out pretty adamantly and saying you should always leave the flag stick in and this is based on research. I've never seen the research, but this is based on conclusions made by Dave Pels, who did exhaustive, in his words, exhaustive research of thousands and thousands of uh, instances. And based on comments from Dave Pels and based on his conclusions from this research, that data seemed pretty clear. We should always leave the flagstick in Period. It's the only occasion where we wouldn't is if the flagstick was leaning towards us so much so that it was impossible for the ball to fit in between the edge of the cup and the pin. Okay, so so we have that established. And so that was based on, this is data access golf. So when we have data and we believe it's reputable, we're going to go with that. And so that was what Dave Pell suggests. We have a very high profile person in Bryson DeChambeau who, who also jumped on the bandwagon. And i I don't know for sure. It looks like he's done his own research based on his comments, but I'm sure it was so, um, kind of based on what Dave Pell says. Now, the one thing that I mentioned when we talked about the Dave Pell's research is I have not seen the data. That has never been released to the general public. We are taking Dave Pell's word about the data. We have also not seen really detailed information on how much more effective leaving the PIN is than leaving it out right? So, and I I mentioned this in a previous podcast. We didn't know if it's two times more effective, if it's, you know, half a percentage point more effective, which is essentially not very much more effective at all. Or, you know, what is it? We don't have any real numbers. We were just told in a general sense that, hey, it is always better to leave the pin in unless there isn't enough room between the, the edge of the cup and the pin for the ball to fit in. Okay, good. So that was our stance. Well, there's been some new research come out and I would, it is research, but it's not conclusive research at this point. There just hasn't been enough data that's come out, but it is interesting to kind of see what uh, the results of this research were. But anyway, they've essentially set up a test where they use a device called the perfect putter. You've probably seen them on some greens. It's just kind of a big ramp and they actually have a video which calls into question a few things, but we'll, we'll get to that. So they set up this perfect putter, which is technically supposed to roll the ball the same way. Near as I could tell in the video, they weren't securing this perfect putter down. Uh, so there is possibility that it moved a little bit here and there. So again, just throwing it out there. And then they were using what they called holing speed. In their description of what that meant, that meant that the ball would be going at a speed where it would finish two and a half to three feet beyond the hole, which oddly enough is kind of what Dave Pels has always preached, right? That that is the best pace to to make a putt. And there's a lot of folks that believe that. Dave Stockton, who is considered to be a very, an authority on putting, he believes that the putt should actually die into the cup. So whether there's pin in or pin out for a Dave Stockton disciple, it probably doesn't matter very much. But in this particular case, they were talking about this holing speed. When you watch the video, they also talked about they ran some putts, you know, seven to ten feet past and how it interacted with the, with the flagstick. And it kind of looked like, at least in the video, this wasn't a holing speed. It was moving pretty quickly. Um, at the hole. All that being said, that even though it was moving quickly, every single putt that was dead straight went in the hole. It didn't matter if the pin was in or if the pin was out. They noticed they could go nine for nine when it was a breaking putt, so the low side of the cup. But if the pin was in, they were making far less than that. And on a a side hill putt entering the top half of the hole or the top third of the hole, they were making uh, not as many with the pin in. So bottom line was, it didn't really matter what you were talking about. If it was dead straight, it was going to go in where the pin was in or out. And if you were going on the top third or the bottom third of the hole on a breaking putt, that you were going to make fewer putts that way. So their recommendation is always have the pin out. Interesting. Now, we weren't really talking about, we didn't talk about uphill putts or downhill putts. They just talked about a, a center hitting the flag center and hitting the flag on you know the upside of the putt and the and the low side of the cup excuse me high side of the cup low side of the cup again with it didn't look like the putt was breaking much on either of those so not a very conclusive research project now but my question was and they didn't really show this in they didn't really show this in the research we need to kind of and Dave Pell's I think probably had a weakness to his research was he didn't really test a lot of distances either But the question then becomes, we need to get down down into the nitty-gritty and understand, hey, if for somebody who's very aggressive and likes to have the ball finish three feet past the hole, how does that affect them? Because more often than not, that's what they're going for. How does the pin affect that putter? How does the pin affect somebody who likes to die the ball into the hole? And then we can start looking at, do we miss the hole? Low, or do we miss the whole high? So we need to take all of that into consideration to kind of figure out whether to leave the flag stick in or out. So I do think that we're going to get down to this really granular level where we will know based on our, our own preferences in putting, whether we leave the flag stick in or out, and, and in which occasions it's more likely that we'll make it or miss it. One thing that kind of came to mind as I was watching this research, and they researched it with a fiberglass an aluminum and a, what did they call it, a multidimensional pen. And they measured all three. The fiberglass was the most forgiving. We already know that. That's stuff that Dave Pels came out with uh, years ago. So, And we know that the aluminum and the other materials, they're going to reject the ball more readily, although the, the aluminum did perform very similar to the fiberglass. But all that being said, Um, we need to understand ourselves how this interacts with different types of balls. I I couldn't tell which kind of balls they were using when they were doing this test. But if they were using like a pinnacle or a really hard ball, not a soft material, that probably affects it. We're going to have to test that aspect to it. And then also when you're doing it, let's say if you're an aggressive putter, Right, And I I was texting with a buddy who played the other day, and he said he left the pin in on the first putt. He hit the pin dead center, and it didn't go in. He thought it might have gone in had it not been there, but then he only had two inches. And he knew that he'd hit it pretty hard, so he he had a two-inch putt for par, and had he missed it, he would have had a three- or four-footer. So he was happy to take the two-inch putt for par. On the next hole, he putted with the pin and hit the pin. The, The ball went in for a birdie, and he was happy with it, right? So that's his experience so far. Greg, how are you? So we are going to need to figure out exactly if I'm an aggressive putter and let's say I've got a breaking putt and I'm going to miss the putt on the low side, if it hits the pin and takes some velocity off the ball, and we know that happens, but it sends the straight down the hill and now I've got a two-footer straight up the hill for par versus if the pin's not there and it races over the hole and goes two to three feet by, now we've got a two to three foot breaking putt for par, which would I rather have? Well, in that particular case, I think we'd be thrilled that we hit the pin and it sent it straight down the hill, and now we have a straight uphill putt for par. Every one of us would prefer that than a knee knocker coming back, you know, breaking putt for par. So there's also those strategic aspects to whether to leave the flag stick in or out that we need to consider. The bottom line is I, until we can see Dave Pell's research, he's got to release it now because now we have uh, research that kind of contradicts what he came out with. So we need to see where that goes, right? There'll be more research and I hope that they do an exhaustive job and I hope they do it with very tight constraints so we understand the strategic benefits and detriments to leaving the, the flagstick in. That would be great. So right now, I guess we're in a holding, holding pattern. We're going right back to preference. What do you think? Do you like to leave the stick in or do you like to pull it out? That's a tough question. That's a tough call. I would say this. If you feel the least bit uncomfortable one way or the other, so whatever makes us feel most comfortable, most confident that we're going to make it, then that's what we should do at this particular point. The research now of Dave Pels is called into question. So just do what feels best right now until we get more data. We're going to need more data on this one. So I just thought I'd throw that out really quickly. Interesting research. Again, I'll put the link up for everybody to read and look at the video themselves if you care to do so. Thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate it. The comments have been so fun and it's, it's great. It's great fun to read and, and discuss and go back and forth with y'all. So I appreciate it very much. Until next time, better data always means better golf. Thanks.